watching Ball is Life. Yeah. Such such a Ball is Life beat. Yeah, it is a basketball mixtape production quality on this album. Yeah. In the best way possible. In the best way. Yeah, I yeah. think, I mean, a lot of the beats are like that. You could throw them on like an old school Seventh Woods or like a yeah. Austin Rivers type mixtape. Aaron and Gordon, would, yeah, Area's yeah. Finest type. Area's Finest. Yeah. They, would, they would literally... Sounds perfect for it. 100%. Yeah. So this is a, a bit of a, a new thing for us. We're doing an update episode here. Yeah. Welcome back to I Plead the Culture. Yeah. Episode 10, White Men Can Jump. Yeah. Things have changed since we dropped our White Men Can't Jump episode. Yep. There's been a lot of discussion about white rappers since. I'm not saying that we set that off with our episode, but bit. it feels like it. Yeah. So a, a few a few reasons we're here today. We missed some obvious ones. Like... We talked about on the episode after White Men Can't Jump. We missed Post Malone, but even since then, I'm realizing Asher Roth missed, who to me, I always have really liked. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's before you start naming them, okay. let's name an artist, and then let's go into whether they are a hero or a villain. Yeah, back the to the original. Game. Yeah, yeah, back to the original episode. Asher Roth, to me, is, is talented. Okay. I think he gets slept on because he diversified a bit like Mac Miller did, obviously not on the same scale at all, but post I Love College, he actually dropped some good projects. Yeah. And I feel bad for missing him in the first one. Uh, yeah, I think you got him at the very, very end, but it's good to give him his own segment. It, well, yeah. I mean, if I did, if I didn't, I want to give it another one because I do really like him. Yeah. Never did Action Bronson. Hero. Who I'm a massive fan of. Yeah. Seen yeah. him live. I was first row in Santa Cruz like... Got to be eight years ago, um, and then I saw him do a pop-up art show in North Beach in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. And That's epic. Yeah, he was giving out free pizza, free weed drinks, which was crazy. Yeah. And I, I literally can't believe that we missed him on the first one. He, I, just, he seems like such a cool dude. Such a cool guy. To just yeah. chill with. And he's also a guy, when you see him in person, he... He has such a unique look about him. He's like shorter than I am. Oh wow, really? And this was before he had lost all of his weight. So it's like you're seeing a five five, three hundred pound person. Wow, that's nuts. which is alarming to the eyes when you see it at first. <laughs> but overall, good guy. Yeah, for sure. And respects to him to going on his weight loss journey. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he's lost a ton of weight. Trains with CC Sabathia. Yeah, he's also a Bay Area legend. Yep. Yeah, so. Shout out Action Bronson. We're sorry we missed you on the first one. We did this to make sure we got you in here again. But the real reason we had to update this, we've gotten a Jack Harlow album yeah. since. And he was the main target of our first one. It almost seemed like he listened to our podcast, took that into account, and then wrote Jack Man. It, there's specific examples on the album where he he is doing exactly what we were talking about. The one that stood out to me the most was the conversation we had about him investing more of his time in acting and other stuff than rapping. And he says that on the album. He says, they're saying I'm going to do uh, more acting, less rapping. Literally says that. Yeah. But he says, maybe not. I'm going to keep rapping. Yeah. And it was really good. I, I agree. I think um, the biggest takeaway for me was the evolution of subject matter. With, for sure. Within the album. Yeah. Right, he's not talking about women and and partying and how much money he has. He's actually getting into some, you know, very like deep topics on that one. There was a stat from the first album that was like fifty five percent of his lyrics are about having sex with chicks. I, I believe it, which is just so surface level. Which is why it's I like was... we get it, and like the average person can't relate to what you're talking about. Talk about your unique experience 
as this person who's blown up super quick? What anxieties do you face? Like make make us understand you as a person on a more human level because the last album I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was it was this album was just so different because it was so introspective. Yeah, and I'm wondering if part of the reason we liked it so much was because our expectation was so low. Yeah, I I I mean. It was low expectations, and like I didn't, I don't think we expected him to deliver a project like he did. No, not at all. And short, short project, by the way. Yes, like twenty-four minute runtime. We're we're getting there. Yeah, I posted on my Instagram the other day that it was album of the year. I saw that. What do you think? Because I, I got some mixed feedback in my comments. I think it's a really good album. I just think, I mean, so far it's up like five months into twenty twenty-three. I think it's it, you know, it, it's up there in the running. What he has going for him is. There's not many other albums this year, and his last one was so bad. So yeah, it feels it like this was like such a shock, and yeah, I, that's why I posted it. I'm going to stand by it, but I also was thinking, I don't know if it would be in my top five projects of last year. Definitely not. No. Maybe I, top 10, but on the back end. This one definitely should have gotten a Grammy nom, oh, Grammy nom over Come Home. The well, it's crazy you. that that one got one. This one I think probably will too. Well, that one just had such mainstream backing, right? Like it's like that one I think sold 155k. This one 30k. Yeah, and but, and I and I see I see why because this album is not for everyone. No, it's yeah. If you wanna, it just feels like it's at a deeper artistic level. And when I was listening to it, what I thought was, it feels like he had had conversations with Drake. Is what what one of the takeaways I had from his album for sure was you could tell that Drake I, I, obviously they're really good friends they talk a lot hanging a lot but I think Jack probably takes the advice that Drake gives him very seriously yeah and I think Drake was probably like do what you do best be honest about how you feel about stuff stick to what got you here right yeah G- give him bars and give him honesty because yeah. I think that's you know that's Drake has made a legacy off that cookie cutter Drake yeah so. I really feel that they had that they were obviously Drake is not named on the album or anything, but I imagine that Drake had a pretty significant influence for sure on this project. I mean, you can hear it. Yeah, you can hear it for sure. Yeah, in the bars. Yeah, like uh, MGK heard it. Did you see that? I disc? saw that. Yeah, and um, MGK is a villain. We're not. That's forgetting. what I'm saying. You're just trying to stay relevant. But unfortunately, as the actor, <laughs> we had this conversation on the first one. Yeah, but since then. MGK has also been in a new show with Pete Davidson called Bupkiss on Peacock, which is uh, it's a biography of Pete Davidson's life. And once again, MGK, really great actor, really liked him in that, hate him as a musician, in the middle on him as a person because of the acting. I'm just not a big MGK fan. No, me neither, me neither. And imagine how complex the feelings are for me because I also like Pete Davidson, but as a big Kanye fan... There's some beef there. Yeah. But if I'm moving away from being a Kanye fan, shouldn't I lean into being a Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson fan? And by association, MGK. It's there's a lot going on up here for me, and it's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to really flush it all out. Yeah. Um. But you're right. He did hear it. He did that disc. That disc sucks. His music isn't good. Uh, that, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of MGK. No. At all. I don't. Yeah. Think. So, I, yeah. I don't so even he, think as a person. He. Yeah. For those of you who haven't heard it, he called out Jack Harlow for. Biting Drake's flow. Yeah. Which, I, I don't a know. little bit, a little bit. I think it's more influence than it is like specific flow. 
Yeah. I don't think you could line up too much from that album with Drake flows and they're going to be super close. I just think there was influence there, which I think is how music should be. You want to be influenced by the stuff that you were brought up on that you listen to. For sure. You know, I agree. I mean, like he was listening to Drake as, you know, yeah. a young kid. Yeah. Um, I know he had some bars on there. Harlow did. Um, there's some controversial, controversial bars. And I'm talking about the bar where it was on They Don't Love It. Uh, let me pull it up really quickly. He says, the hardest white boy since the one who rapped oh, yeah. about vomit and sweaters. Yeah. Eminem. Duh. And hold the commas because I promise you I'm honestly better than whoever came to your head right then. Yeah. Do you think that's factual? Do you think he's the best white rapper since Eminem? No. I, and I, I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah. As much as I like Jackman, Jackman would be Mac Miller's like fifth or sixth best album. Yeah. Like Mac Miller has a full catalog of music that it would take Jack Harlow at least 10 years to even try that. And his projects would all have to be hits. Like, I don't think Jack Harlow should be aiming for one. He should be aiming for three, three, four, five. Because Mac Miller is sort of untouchable for well, me. Well, do you think he's at three? Not right now. Who, ever. Who's at three? Um, In White Rappers. Like, Full Body of Work, I think if I would rather have Action Bronson's nice. discography. Yeah. I think he's had a lot of good projects. Yeah, I you mean, know, I'm not gonna argue with you. Yeah, and, and Jack Harlow, in terms of like full body, he he's still pretty early on. So right now he has his debut album. I mean, then again, he was he he has a ton of albums that aren't just very. He like, was rapping since he was 12. Yeah, I mean, he was dropping albums when he was looking like yeah a complete nerd. Yeah, which I but I I think that's something that people appreciate about him is that he, um, he he's. Practice. He's practiced his craft. Like for he's sure. been doing this for a long time. He's been in the lab. I think when no people doubt. saw that video of him rapping with his friends when he was like twelve, I think that's cool to see. I agree. And I think, I mean, what do you think? Obviously, you don't think he's touching Mac, right? No. Yeah. Not close. Yeah. I th- I I do think he's talented though, and I think "Come Home, the Kids Missed You" was just like a major major miss on yeah. his, on his like catalog. Probably in too many like, um boardrooms with too, executives exactly too like many asking people in his them area. asking him for specific shit yeah and drake probably said go back do your thing don't let anyone influence this don't even tell the label that you're dropping it just go do it real quick yeah let me ask you this because this is an interesting topic as well and i think we might disagree on it rarely that we do so <laughs> that's why i have to bring it up what do you think about the formula for short albums like that because i think it was 20 18 summer, we saw good music ran out. Uh, Kanye, Kanye and Kid Cudi, Pusha T, Nas and Tiana Taylor, all in five weeks, all seven songs each. Yeah. As an experiment and as pushing back against oversaturated, overfilled albums. And I think this was another example of sometimes less is more. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Is it too short for you? Does it not? Is there not enough substance, I guess? No, I think 10 tracks is good. I think seven, cutting it seven with the good music is a little short, but 10, I feel like is a solid, solid body of work, right? Like I, I think for me, at least ideally, I want an album to be at least 14 tracks touching that 13 to 14 track range. Yeah. Because I feel like then it's just such a complete body of work, right? Like you can drop music videos. You can do, I, I think I'm just referring back to like after hours, right? After hours was what? 
13, 14 tracks. And there's so much you could do with those 13, 14 tracks that like you can like, it's tough. Cause like not every artist is as creative or cohesive as the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like 13, 14 is that sweet spot. I agree. I agree. But I would, I, I think I would way rather hear a focus 10 than a sloppy 20. A hundred percent. Cause I think we've, we've seen a lot of twenties in the past. Even, even little baby, it, it can feel intimidating to see a 22 song hour and a half album. It's hard to, like comprehend the whole thing and tie it all together, even as a listener. For sure. Whereas like you can get very clearly what Jack Harlow is trying to say on this. Yeah. It's different for sure. Like it's, you, you completely understand his point of view, what he thinks about as a person, how his experience is as a rock star who, who just completely blew up. Um, I and think like how the media has, you know, shaped him a little bit. Like he's been seeing, he he definitely has seen the slander on his name. He yes. mentions it on the album. But I like somebody who can take constructive criticism and implement it rather than double down on what they did before. Yeah, I agree. He he heard why people didn't like that and decided to do the exact opposite, which I think was the smart thing to do. For sure. One of the um, tracks on the album that really caught my eye was the one where he talks about, I think it's called It Must Be, or it can't be. It can't be. I was going to ask you about that. Which I think is it was an interesting one because it, that was sort of at the core of the conversations around, around white rappers. And some feedback that I saw from that track was it was kind of missed the mark. Yeah. Well, do you I do you agree with that track with the message he's trying to portray? I don't know if the me- like, I don't know if the message is correct, but I can I can understand his frustration because I do think he is authentic in the work he has put in, the people in his circle who he's trying to support. It must be frustrating to see online on Twitter say he wouldn't have the success if he was white. But yeah. I just think that's a bad message because you don't – like being a white victim I don't think is a good look in general. No, I was just about to say like yeah. for me it's You're not. just like it, it, it kind of has to do with your skin. It, just a little bit. A little right? bit, but – I get it, and I get it. I'm not discrediting you. You are talented, Jack Harlow. But like, there is a there is a dynamic that goes into play with, of course, who you are as a person. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he did. I wouldn't call that track a miss because I think that track is pretty hard. It's um, good. I just, yeah, I don't know if the message. I, I think he could have done a better version of it for sure. Th- there's a way he could have said that better, but I'm glad he's at least thinking about those things rather than avoiding them. Yeah. Any other misses on the album for you? Uh, I, the big one, obviously, is Gang Gang, Yeah, which was weird. It was a weird track. List, like, first listened through, I was like, what? And, and once again, I understand, to some degree, the point he's trying to make, but it wasn't communicated super well Yeah, I, to me. I, it just didn't People seem were confused. Definitely, because he's talking about some very heavy, like, hard topics, yeah. like, some crazy shit and then Yeah, like the, my friend I grew up with trading Pokemon cards as a pedophile. Yeah. And then my friend is a rapist. Yeah, it's like I, I And then he and then he goes into the chorus, ride for my dogs, lie for my dogs, die for my dogs. I was like, dude, Yeah, I, I I'm not doing I, that, Jack Carlo. He was trying to be provocative. No, I don't think it was I don't think he was trying to be provocative. I he was more so I don't know. I I don't think he was being literal when he was saying ride for my dogs like that. I don't think he's like, I'll excuse anything my friends do. I just imagine he feels himself put in a weird position 
with shit like that. Well, I think it was just he was trying to – it was a double entendre for him, right? It was like, oh, like I have history with these people, but now because of what they did, like I obviously do not affiliate myself with that. And now I have to like – his last verse is like, oh, I can't – I have to like take the pictures down off my Instagram with yeah. them or like they're not my brother. Yeah. You know, like we, during times we used to call each other brother and stuff like that. Yeah. He was – I appreciate him going for it and talking about big subject matter only. It can be harder than it seems. For sure. So I appreciate him going at that angle, but it's okay. hard. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to completely nail a political point like that. Yeah, I like agree. Like perfectly summarize these types of really heavy topics. It, it is hard. But once again, a big preference for that than the goof round he did before. Yeah. Because that one was tough. Yeah. So growth as an artist, and he's still early enough in the game where he could improve. He he can continue to drop really good projects and do really well. I think so. But too. I he needed this project to... He was just getting his shit off. Yeah. To certify it for me. Yeah. Because after the last one, I didn't take him seriously. Yeah. I agree. And now I feel... I mean, it's evident in... Yeah. White men can't jump. Yeah. So one. this... I was nervous about recording this because it feels like we're just completely walking it back, but credit do, you know, credit credit words do. Yeah. 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 He He did a good job. He made us eat our words. Yeah. And it's not perfect. It's not a perfect album. Like we just went through there, there's stuff where you missed, but I would rather you miss aiming high than miss aiming, miss aiming low. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So good on him. Excited to see what he does next now. Me too. And, And I think it was also a good idea that he made it such a short album because I don't think he had people's attention spans anymore. No. Like, I'll are. listen to 10 for 24, 10 songs, 24 minutes. But if Jack Harlow put out 18 for an hour, mm, not sure. That's a toughie. Yeah. So he had to make it digestible. I mean, it was getting a lot of good, you know, critical reception, I think. The timeline was loving it. Yeah. It was it was a bit mixed for, for the reasons we've gone through. Yeah. NPR wasn't a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Well. So they were really get, they were getting into the the nitty gritty of those two topics and using a lot of big words that reading the article, I was hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard, to, hard to totally, totally get. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to name a couple artists. Tell me if they're hero or villain. Okay. The kid Leroy. To me, that's a villain. Wow. Really? He's, he's going to be in a new a 24 movie too. That looks pretty good. I think it's, it's, I don't think it's directed by kid Cudi, but somebody notable is directing yeah, yeah. it. Villain? I don't. Hmm? Villain? Villain. Mm-hmm. Why so? I just don't like his music at all. That feels more like Gen Z TikTok era yeah. type talking about nothing, ripping Juice World a bit. That's somebody who I feel like is a is a white artist who is I think he's benefiting more from his whiteness than like Jack Harlow is. Yeah, that's true. Like I think he's he's leaning a lot more on his whiteness than a lot of other white artist and i think that's the definition of a villain for us is if you're over leaning on your whiteness like that that's a bad book and for me that's a villain i agree with you i got three more for you wow okay we missed these in the first no i know i know i know um i mean this guy's a villain even though he's from the bay (laughs) jeezy okay so i actually watched a movie with (laughs) oh my god bro oh i'm sorry bro is it my fault that they keep acting or is it their fault because they're trying to parlay their their success in rap. Well, that's the thing. They're they're that's what our definition was a villain. They're using rap in yes, the genre as, as a vehicle. 
as a vehicle to yes. pursue other avenues once they make it. Yes. Take advantage of the culture and then wipe your hands of it when you move on. Okay. So I think, honestly, this brings up a, a more important point than anything. Having to d- dip into all these different ventures, to me, it's it's vulture status. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. and the movie was also shitty anyway, so villain. It's crazy because I think like in 2015 when Jeezy was coming up, I thought he was good. He was good before he went like mainstream and started doing yeah. like, a bunch of drugs and like I think he was doing cut. drugs always. Well, yeah, I mean like, but been on was I, that was probably one of the sickest tracks that he's ever dropped. He's and, got like, good ones. I mean, his career is not without hits. Yeah, he, I mean he he's definitely had them. I just think yeah, and he's also I think universally accepted as a bad guy for sure. Halsey's performance on SNL where she named every city he cheated. On her end. He's just a bad guy in general. Bad fucking dude. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a certified villain. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'd i like to hear your, your thoughts on this guy because I will probably have differing thoughts, but Russ. Mmm. Russ. I feel like the, the, thing, the thing I've always not liked about Russ is his judgment towards other people in hip-hop. I think he has a holier-than-thou type attitude. And I don't think his music is good enough to back that. Yeah. Okay. I, what, are you a Russ fan? I wouldn't say Russ fan. Like, I'm not going to call myself a Russ apologist, but he he's a very talented dude. And he does have hits, I think. Like, I think I think he gets... <laughs> I, think, I think the timeline gives him a lot of hate because they think he's quote-unquote corny, right? I think he is corny. And... I don't think there's any quote unquote involved. I, I, I mean, bro, he's talented. He makes mm. all of his fucking music on a laptop just like this. No, like nothing else. No MIDI keyboard, nothing. Whatever, just dude. He's, he is so, he thinks he's so fucking sick. And you think he is too, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I just think he's talented, bro. You can't. I don't can't. think – I mean, he's not completely untalented. He he's pro- more talented than the average person. But, like, if you can produce, mix, engineer, record, and, like, vocalize all your own music, that you just get a little bit of respect. I've him. listened to more Skate songs than I have Russ. Skate. I think Skate has bigger hits than Russ. Skate, hero, or villain. That's a hero. Sorry. That's a hero to me. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> obvious. Is it obvious? Skate has hits. Yeah. And for any of our listeners who have not heard Skate, it's SK8. Listen to him. He's got a couple big bangers that I I think I think obvious was mood. No, you're right. It was mood was like top two in my Apple Music in like 2020. Hits. Mood mood was a hit. He's a hero. YK Osiris. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last one I got for you. Okay, before we wrap this up, not traditionally hip hop, but major major player in the culture. He loves God now. Oh, Bieber. Bieber. Oh. Hmm. FaceTimes with Justin. Exactly that what I brought cool it line. up. That was a great yeah. line. Um, he's definitely a hero to me. Me too. Yeah. I've always liked Justin Bieber. And I don't think you can discount how important it is to be likable. I think the reason Jack Harlow gets away with stuff is because he's – it seems like my impression is that people think he's really genuine, he's a good guy, and people like him. Yeah. Like, if people like you, you can get a li- get away with a lot more. Like – his inner his one-on-one interactions both Bieber and Harlow with the rest of the industry are very positive it seems like yeah so i agree it, it gives you some some runway to work with big hero yeah. i've been a big hero i've been a i've been a major jb fan pop star video yeah not even that before that well yeah no sense with travis scott 
even before that. Okay, keep going. Um, baby, baby. Yeah, bro, that the that acoustic Your bang album. That, yeah, that acoustic <laughs> album is crazy. I forgot On what it's shuffle. called. Believe acoustic. <laughs> yeah, hey. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> anyway, yeah, JB major hero. Yeah, no, JB is a good dude. Yeah, I mean, sure. like, I I think when I started really really banging with JB was when he dropped journals. Okay. Yeah. All that matters is a yeah, like, bro. Totally, totally. And yet, that's a that's an example of hip hop adjacent. He's not a rapper, but works with rappers. Yeah, hangs out with them. He he's underneath the the umbrella, so that's a good call for sure. The I'm the one video too with Quavo, hey. Wheezy, him, um, Chance, and Chance. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought him into this. Yeah. <laughs> Happy ten years of ass rap like chance. Setup. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I actually forgot. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll rock with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that's the updated app. Yeah. Anyway, a lot yeah. to talk about on that. We had to, to talk about. We had to we, come back. Yeah. We left a lot of people off that, that yeah. deserved some yeah. recognition. Yeah. And some hate. Shout so, out to them. Shout out to them. All right. This is I plead the culture. That's ten deep. Episode ten. We'll catch you on the next one. We're out.